Well, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are now an international joke. And so a television show that's similar to SNL in Saudi Arabia decided to poke a little fun and have a little fun with the clown White House that we currently are dealing with. And so here is a Saudi Arabia version of SNL that's funnier than anything you'll see here in America because they're not allowed to make fun of Democrats. Thank you very much. Today, we're going to talk about the crisis in Spain. Yeah, we're going to talk about the crisis in Africa. Yeah, Russia. Yeah, Russia. And I want to talk about the president of Russia, Putin. Yeah, Putin. Putin, listen to me. I have a very important message to you. The message is... And the president of China, oh, I didn't finish Russia. No, sir. Thank you to correct me, first lady. Damn. Yeah, thank you very much. God bless you. And God bless. Thank you all. Hallelujah. Glad to be president. Glad to be president right now. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, the whole world knows Joe Biden is a joke. That That's not really hard to tell. And, you know, there's a story going around now, which is just an older story that's just being rehashed because certain Secret Service agents are getting sick and tired of dealing with the Bidens. They were already sick and tired of dealing with the Bidens. And it was well-known news years ago that Secret Service used to have, you know, parties, birthday parties and such, and, and they'd invite other Secret Service agents. Sometimes politicians would end up there. And there was a constant problem with Joe Biden groping the women that would come to these parties, groping Secret Service agents, girlfriends and wives and daughters. So they just quit having the parties. So there's already been a rub between the Bidens and Secret Service for a while. Not to mention how Secret Service has to play cleanup crew for Hunter Biden and his problems on multiple occasions and protect these scumbags around the clock. So there's already a rub there. But Secret Service agents are dedicated to their job. There's rarely any corruption in the Secret Service. And so they do their job no matter how they feel about the individuals they're protecting. Now, I say that, strangely enough, you did just have the problem with Secret Service for members of the Secret Service and a what could be an international spy infiltration of the Secret Service or the White House. We covered that yesterday. But now in the news today, because Jen Psaki was lying about the situation with the Biden's dogs biting Secret Service members, the story came out. There were some rumors. It, the White House quickly quelled it. They got rid of the dogs. Well, then Psaki made comments saying, that it was a minor incident and there was only a singular incident. And so now members of the Secret Service, I think, are going to the press like the New York Post. Now I'm pissed. This is the headline from the New York Post. Now I'm pissed. Secret Service agents outraged by White House spin over first dog bites. And apparently the dogs, the Biden's dogs, for more than a week straight, 
were attacking Secret Service members, including severe injuries, as it's noted in White House records, severe injuries. And some of the images and documents were published in the New York Post article, not all of them, but they got comments from Secret Service agents saying basically how bad it is to work for the Bidens and how their dog was out of control, attacking people every day, biting people, and they just did nothing about it. And they said, hey, it's no big deal, right? Don't worry about that, right? Till it got so bad, they had to get rid of the dog. And now, that could mean a couple things about the Bidens and the situation in the White House. But whatever the situation is, it's not good. They can't even control their own dogs without them attacking people. And then Secret Service that always keeps their mouth shut is like, hey, this is ridiculous. You're lying about us now. best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Good morning, Sunday morning. The, uh, the, the, we have a response. One being stationed at bases, breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. <laughs> Many of you have been there. We know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. That We need two political parties in this country that are both living in reality, and you ain't one of them. My definition of courage would be to be true to yourself and to be true to who you are, and then to pay that forward to work towards the common good. They're afraid. Anti-vax, they're afraid. They're protesting mandates and passports. They're afraid. They're making a personal choice. They're afraid. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Fewer. Not more. Fewer. Checks in the mail. I wrote the bill on the environment. And they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. The idea that the Democrats or the Biden is hiding people and sucking the blood of children. My son Hunter is the smartest guy I know. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, the Twilight Zone with President Dementia. And a clown world government. This is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Streaming live at Band.Video, which is where you can find that video that we just played on the War Room channel. It got uploaded last night. I was actually, I was supposed to debut it yesterday. Got sidetracked. We uploaded it last night anyway, but we just debuted it tonight. But you can take that. You can download it. You can share it. And we're probably going to do a couple more of those because there's just something about, you may recall, it was a couple weeks ago, 
where we were just doing it in live time, just playing the Twilight Zone theme music with Democrat speeches, Biden speeches, Harris speeches, and it, there was just something about it. It was just it was powerful cinematography to to cross the reality of where we're at with the concept of the Twilight Zone show and the similarities. And then you just put it together in an art, art form like that. But the problem that we ended up having when I was working with the video editor was there was too much Twilight Zone content. So we decided, let's just make it two minutes and we'll just do as many of these as we possibly can. And you can download those. You can share those on the War Room channel at band.video. And that's the power that we have that they want to take away from us to communicate with the masses. And that's what this whole Elon Musk Twitter spat is about. Now, I've been of the belief since the beginning that essentially what Elon Musk is really doing is a giant pump and dump. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad guy for doing that. In fact, he's such a genius and he's so popular that he can do things in the stock market that nobody else can. And he can probably, after doing it so many times, he starts to learn from mistakes he made or learn different ways to kind of legally rig the system, if you will. Because think about it if you're Elon Musk. This is a, this is a no-lose scenario for you unless he considers you know, losing some amount of money to be a loss. But I don't, I don't really think he does, to be honest. I mean, you hear stories about his uh, ex-girlfriend or ex-wife, uh, Grimes, apparently used to complain because he lives like a wandering nomad or, or something. And she would complain that they weren't having first-class meals or whatever. So I don't really know if Elon Musk is too concerned about that. I'm not even sure if the guy sleeps. So he knows Twitter stock is a little bit down. He also knows that Twitter is an extremely important communication forum. Apparently, he's got the assets or, or, or cash to just become the largest shareholder of Twitter. So he figures, okay, I can become the largest shareholder in Twitter. That'll create huge headlines. That'll then create Twitter's stock price to go up. Then, because I'm considered a meme lord on the internet, and I've been embraced by the Trump right-wing political movement, it'll cause a hellstorm of the leftist, liberal, elite, and scum working there that love controlling the narrative at the top and censoring conservatives at the bottom. So then they'll panic in, at which point I could make an offer to buy the company, not expecting it to actually go through, never expecting to make the purchase. But then now his stock has gone up, what, 30% since he's invested. So he's already set to make, I don't know how much money if he sells all of his stock today. Or they will allow him to purchase Twitter, which I don't think will happen. And then he is the majority stakeholder of Twitter and can do whatever he wants with it. And he knows how important that is. 
The Democrats know how important that is. The world elites know how important that is. And even the common scum of of the left-wing, progressive, radical, liberal movement in this country know how important that is because they're the ones censoring the opposition at the bottom line. They're the ones actually doing it, going to work at Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, actually censoring us, getting, getting a joy out of it, getting their rocks off to it because they have no real power in life other than that censorship. So I don't think they're going to let Elon Musk buy Twitter. I think just him getting involved with it has obviously caused them to panic. We've all seen it. I've got examples of that. We'll cover it today. And then Vanguard. So now you have Vanguard is the number one, just about an hour ago, Vanguard purchased enough stake in Twitter to become the majority stakeholder. And then it's Elon Musk. And then it's Morgan Stanley. And then it's BlackRock. So you can clearly see what's going on here. And I think Elon Musk is is counting on them not accepting the deal. And then he's got his own plans going forward from there. But I don't think Elon Musk's expecting them to sell Twitter to him. They know it's it doesn't matter. It's not even about the money, folks. It's about power. It's about control of information. There there is no dollar value you can put on that for these for these criminal world elite. So, of course, Vanguard stepped up to become the major stakeholder. And, of course, they're going to be linking up with Morgan Stanley and BlackRock, who are three of the top four stakeholders, in an attempt to stop Musk from controlling Twitter. But they make a big deal of this prince in Saudi Arabia saying, oh, you're not offering us enough. And he has like the 50th. He's like the number 50 top stakeholder, and they act like that's some sort of a big deal because they don't want you to know about Morgan Stanley and Vanguard and BlackRock because if the left knew about these corporations or these hedge fund management companies, these firms, if they knew about how much money they control, if they knew about how much power they have, well, they might actually open their eyes and realize that, hey, that's a common enemy there of my view of a free society. So they say, oh, look, a prince over here in Saudi Arabia who's like number 50 stakeholder in Twitter, he says it's not enough. He says Twitter can't sell. Ignore the big banks that own Twitter. Ignore BlackRock and Vanguard that are stakeholders in Twitter. Ignore all of that. And and we certainly can't have Musk censoring free speech on Twitter. Nobody does that. So I did it. I signed up for the Austin Marathon. I've been training probably not as much as I should be, but thank goodness for prayer and thank goodness for InfoWarsStore.com. Before I set out on a run, I throw down some Turbo Force to give me that energy I need to get going. You know, besides the energy, Turbo Force, it is giving me the vitamins I need, like vitamin C to keep me healthy and the essential B vitamins plus amino acids for sustained energy, giving me the best chance at getting through the training. And then every day now, I'm taking Dr. Jones' Soreless. I have bad joints. Thanks, Mom. So this is great for giving my joints the extra support they need right now, plus inflammation support and extra flexibility. The quick-release capsules help me recover fast so I can get back to the training. Even if you're not crazy enough to take on a marathon, good news, Turbo Force, that can still give you the energy and clarity you need for every day, and Soreless can keep you moving and feeling great at any age. 
The powerful combination of both vitamin C and zinc are great stepping stones to leading a healthier life. InfoWars has made it easier to make sure you are getting enough in your system with a supplement that contains both. This InfoWars Life offering vitamin C plus zinc with rose hips should be your next purchase from the InfoWars store. The rose hips contained within are a part of the rose flower just below the petals that contain the rose plant seeds. Natural chemicals found in the hips may even be helpful for a variety of health conditions, including those with osteoarthritis and for those with pain after surgery, studies have shown. As for vitamin C and zinc themselves, you probably already know that they play an important role in nutrition, immune defense, and the maintenance of your everyday health. It has been reported that intake of both is often inadequate, even in affluent populations like here in America. So next time you visit, be sure to check it out at InfoWarsStore.com where we promise our rose hips don't lie. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Was there a question? <laughs> why, why, why make that offer? Oh, so... Um, well, I think it's very important for... Uh, there to be an inclusive arena for free speech uh, where all, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Um, Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. Um, so uh, it, it, it's just really important that people have the, both the, uh, the reality and the perception uh, that they are able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. Um, and, you know, so one of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm um, and make any changes uh, to people's tweets, you know, if they're emphasized or de-emphasized, uh, that action should be made apparent so you can, anyone can see that that action has been taken. So there's, there's no sort of behind-the-scenes um, manipulation, either algorithmically or manually. Um, but... <clears throat> And a good sign as to whether there is free speech is, uh, is, is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like? And if that is the case, then we have free speech. And it's, it's damn annoying when someone you don't like says something you don't like. That is a sign of a healthy, functioning uh, free speech situation. These are some of the latest comments from Elon Musk. And so... What is it really all about? Again, yeah, you can always follow the money. Money's always going to be the motive. But this is much bigger than money. They can't, and I say they, the deep state, the globalists, the World Economic Forum implants, the radical left-wingers, they can't stay in power without narrative control and censorship. They just can't. And so what Elon Musk really represents is a threat to their power. And you could argue, yeah, he could have made a bigger offer if, if, if he could have, or maybe it's worth it, maybe it's not. All the shareholders right now, Elon Musk is pushing for there to be a vote, and that's why Vanguard just became the majority stakeholder, because if it goes to a vote, they, they need those votes. They're just buying up votes. 
uh, what do you know, buying up votes to uh, control the world. Never heard of that before. So that's what they're doing right now. I don't think Musk really expected to win this battle and take over Twitter, but in a way, hasn't he already? Hasn't Elon Musk already taken over Twitter? Hasn't Elon Musk already won the battle? What is free speech? I love the way he put it. It's when somebody, when when you allow, when somebody you don't like is allowed to say something you don't like. Free speech is when somebody you don't like is allowed to say something you don't like. It's a pretty, pretty solid statement from Musk, I would say. Especially given the current political season or trends considering censorship. But see, there's more left-wing denial over censorship even happening. They, they act like there is no censorship. There's no such thing. They go in front of congressional hearing uh, oversight committees and they say, we don't censor anybody. And I mean, it's, it's okay, uh, the sun doesn't rise in the east and set in the west either. Uh, when there's no clouds in the sky and it's a beautiful day, the sky isn't blue. Twitter doesn't censor. Facebook doesn't censor. YouTube doesn't censor. You jump into a pool, you won't get wet. You eat glass shards, your mouth won't bleed. Big tech doesn't censor. So now they're forced. Well, let's just read these headlines because I, I only chose a couple of these stories to cover. They are in an absolute panic, folks. I mean, it, it is serious panic. Now, why would they be so panicked if Elon Musk took over Twitter? Because they don't want Donald Trump on Twitter. They don't want Alex Jones on Twitter. They don't want Owen Troyer on Twitter. They don't want my crew on Twitter, which most of them get banned. They don't want Laura Loomer on Twitter, who's coming up on the show in 35 minutes. That's what it's really about. So they figure their free speech is censoring you. And so when they say Elon Musk threatens free speech, you obviously get the irony and the hyperbole of that statement. They look at it as their right to free speech is their right to censor you. And they're afraid that Elon Musk is going to take away their ability to censor you. And so, therefore, their logic is that's an attack on their free speech. And one of the number one trends on Twitter today was leave Twitter. Now, who, who was saying this? This is the same leftists and liberals and Democrats that said they'd leave America if Trump won. None of them left. And it's the same leftist, liberals, Democrats, when they were engaged in their mass censorship of InfoWars, and then Trump said, hey, if you don't like Twitter, just leave. Just leave Twitter then. And now they're the ones threatening to leave Twitter if Elon Musk takes over. And again, another level of the irony is they're like the biggest electric vehicle people on Earth as a virtue signal. He's made the best, most efficient electric vehicles on Earth. He, he tries to help with alternative forms of energy and everything. And then, then they just stab him in the back and hate him because it's all political, folks. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about skin color. They don't care about sex or gender. 
It's all political. They have no principles. They have no values. All they have is their politics above everything else. No moral code, nothing, just politics, politics, politics. They all threaten to leave Twitter. They won't. And they have articles like this from Axios. Elon Musk goes into full goblin mode. And they say, Elon Musk is now a supervillain. The supervillain Elon Musk. Why is Elon Musk a supervillain? Is it because the lithium batteries that are used to run his cars are destroying the only forests in the Philippines that they need for their country to survive? Is that why? (laughs) No, they don't care about that. They're upset because Elon Musk might be taking down their ability to censor speech on the internet and have the power of narrative control. Robert Fourth Reich, this guy, this little Clinton operative, this little nincompoop, pipsqueak loser. Elon Musk's vision for the internet is dangerous nonsense. Yeah, allowing free speech is dangerous nonsense to liberals, don't you know? Here's Max Boot. I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. More censorship, more tyranny, more authoritarianism, says liberal Max Boot with his Ukrainian flag emoji on his name. Oh, but then the Ayatollah and Iran chanting death to America and Putin and the Russian Federation, everybody else, they get to still be on Twitter. But, uh, you know, Max Boot complained about the Hunter Biden story being on Twitter back in the day. He said it should have been censored, and it was. Oh, but look, that story was real, and you censored the truth to rig an election. I see. You know, it's a fact, and I'm not bragging when I say it. It's just true that InfoWars is seen by the globalist as the standard of human liberty, as the logo of human populist resistance against their transhumanist, anti-human program. And man, our work is really right now hitting the most important aspects of what we've ever done. So I'm asking listeners now to realize we've got great products, thousands of them, at InfoWarsTour.com. And we are funded by listeners and viewers like you. And so now we need the support more than ever because this fight has intensified. Don't need me to tell you that at InfoWarsTour.com. We've got 25 to 75% off across the board right now. Things have been sold out for a long time, like InfoWars Life, Fizzy Magnesium Mix that's so amazing, and our new immune support formula that's so critical. They're all available 25 to 75% off at InfoWarsStore.com right now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Warning, this broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's The War Room with Owen Schroyer. That is a march hosted by the Los Angeles firefighters in downtown Los Angeles, where many are being threatened with job loss because they don't want to take the experimental deadly clot shot marketed as a COVID vaccine. And by the way, 
Uh, similar rallies have been ongoing in California and Los Angeles specifically all week uh, because these mandates are continuing and the federal government announced the extension of the mask mandate on public transit. These are just really sick, diabolical people. And so there's these rallies happening and, and, and liberals are writing stories like, what are you marching for? What are you marching against? I don't get it. Yeah, because you don't live in the real world. You don't understand these people are about to lose their jobs. And that's a threat to their family and their standard of living. Because they don't want to take an experimental injection that will do them no good whatsoever. It will harm them, actually. And it's ironic because I think everything is upside down world with modern day American liberals. You're the ones that go out and protest stuff that you have no clue about. Believe me, I covered your protests for two whole years. I probably never got a single straight answer from any of you. And now, because you realize that I've stumped all of you and you, you can't go have protests when I'm around because I, I show how dumb you all are, you just start attacking me now so I can't come. So that's going on. And then here's what they're reporting. COVID could be surging in the U.S., and we might not even know it, says Time Magazine. Folks, a virus so bad, so deadly, so dastardly, so contagious, and you don't even know about it. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. It's a syndicated story, so it was in Bloomberg, Time Magazine, everywhere else. COVID could be surging in the U.S., and we might not even know it. So let's just live in fear forever. A tornado might strike you down right now and you might not even know it. So go hunker down in a bathtub for the rest of your life. A virus could be floating around, haunting you, killing you, stalking you, and you don't even know it. So just go live in a bubble. It's like, I can do this with anything. A car accident is lurking right behind you. There's a madman driving behind you. He may run you over in his monster truck fueled by natural gas. He's coming for you and you might not even know it. Never drive your car. An asteroid is coming from the sky. And you might not even know it. It could land on your head, so wear a helmet. But aside from that logic of living in constant fear being a total fail, oh, it's the deadliest virus, it's the worst pandemic, it's going to make you so sick and everything, and it's surging, maybe, and we don't even know it, maybe. Just live in fear forever, please. But then, oh, don't be afraid of the vaccines, the vaccines are loving and liberal. Leading Australian cardiologist slams push for mRNA vaccines. And he goes on in these lectures explaining with with just the piles of documents saying, look at all the side effects from the vaccines. Look at how heart attacks have increased. Look at how heart attacks have increased in young people. Look at how athletes are killing over. And he just doesn't get it. He's saying, he's just a well-meaning guy. Probably doesn't even really follow politics or knows how the world works. Just a doctor, cardiologist, good guy, says, 
Why would I prescribe anybody or why would I as a cardiologist suggest anybody take this vaccine that has been a catastrophe and is killing people and destroying people's hearts? But see, that's that's the thing is that it's being done intentionally. It's a population control eugenics program. And good men and women that are just learning about this can't even believe it. And they're confused thinking, why would we be doing this? Why would we be injecting ourselves with this clot shot, heart attack shot, Bell's palsy shot? What is going on about a 99.9% survivable virus? And they just, they because it doesn't make sense until you realize, oh, I'm on a eugenics planet. Now I understand. Population control. Here's what used to be the number one female golfer in the world. Sadly, I guess you can't say that anymore because she can't golf. Nellie Corda on mend after surgery for blood clot. So first the COVID shot sidelined her. Then she was having such bad blood clotting she had to go have surgery. Same thing happened uh, with, with top men's golfers too. But hey, just take that shot. Ignore the headline. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Or censor on Twitter. A jaw-dropping 769 athletes have collapsed while competing over the past year. Average age of players suffering cardiac arrest is 23 years old. That's the headline at the Miami Standard. And it's got links to the OAN reports and OAN videos and everything else. And by the way, speaking of censorship and OAN, you know, I, uh, I didn't really tune in too much to OAN or, or Newsmax is probably a better example just because I pretty much knew what they were thinking and what they were reporting on. But I went to tune into OAN because the caller that called into Alex Jones the other day talking about how they took UA, uh, OAN off of, uh, I guess it was AT&T or something. Yeah, they took OAN off of my cable provider too. So they've censored OAN now. And I've noticed that Newsmax who kind of just goes from really good to then kind of like really bad and then like back to really good. Like, oh, no, there was no meddling in the 2020 election, but now they'll just have guests on that say the whole election was rigged. But see, the point is that even if you're a milquetoast anti-establishment conservative, even if you're a milquetoast conspiracy realist conservative news network, you still get banned. So, oh, OAN can't be on cable news, even though they were rising in popularity. So soon they'll come for Newsmax. They'll, they'll try to get Fox off air, but they, they probably look at Fox as more of a controlled opposition to control conservative thought. But even that's not going to work. But back to the story. Chunk Yogurt here from the Young Turks. This is hilarious. Uh, wh- what did I say? And I, I said it first. If you're now, if you're not a complete radical left-winger, you're now considered right-wing. Or, or better yet, if you're a liberal that tells the truth, you're now considered right-wing. And so here's Chunk Yogurt from the Young Turks. The new trend among conservatives like Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Joe Rogan, no, Joe Rogan's a liberal, and Bill Maher, Bill Maher's a liberal, but they're now conservatives, they're now right-wingers because they tell the truth. So Joe Rogan, a liberal, tells the truth, okay, he's a right-winger. Bill Maher tells the truth. Okay, he's a right-winger. No, those are liberals. They just tell the truth. Is to make fun of overweight people while feigning concern about their health. 
No, being overweight and obese is a health problem. That's just a fact. I guess Chunk's in denial. They're blaming COVID deaths on them and mocking them as the real problem in America. Classy as always. And that's not even a fair representation of what they're saying. They're simply looking at the data and they're saying most people dying from COVID are sick people, meaning they have two or three comorbidities, or they're overweight or even severely obese. And that's what that, that, that's been the biggest problem area when it comes to the COVID numbers. So they just point that out, but, but they're right-wingers now, according to the Young Turks, because they tell the truth. But you're not popular, Chunk Yogurt, and you're such a coward. None of you would ever debate anybody over here. Chunk Yogurt would never debate Alex Jones. He would never take up Alex Jones' offer to be in a bare-knuckle boxing match, and Alex Jones will have one tied tied to one of his legs. No, but they get to exist on Twitter because they lie all day. The COVID-19 face diaper is a symbol of subservience, a symbol of slavery, a symbol of the chains that the medical tyranny combine controlled by the global private corporations has put in place. It is the symbol of the permanent emergency from which we will never emerge. It is the symbol that we are diseased and evil and bad and must cover our diseased criminal faces from the light of the sun. It is the symbol of our complete and total, absolute surrender to evil. Ladies and gentlemen, we are crossing the Rubicon now. The entire future destiny of humanity is upon us. Klaus Schwab and the UN admit they're coming out with implantable microchips as part of the world ID and carbon taxes. Things only get worse from here if we submit. They only get better if we resist and say no. Non-compliance, non-compliance, non-compliance. Introducing the newest product from InfoWarsLife.com. We are so proud of InfoWars Life immune support. It is concentrated herbs that are known on record to supercharge our body's natural defenses. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that is essential and everyone should get. And on top of it, it funds the Infowar, so that's a 360 win. Let me tell you what is in this amazing product. Concentrated elderberry, concentrated echinacea, concentrated astragalus root, angelica root, loatium root, and more. This product is incredible. InfoWars Immune Support, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com, is funding the tip of the spear, the InfoWars operation. It is a 360 win. The only way you fail is by not taking action and getting this product to boost your body's natural defenses and keep InfoWars on the air. The globalists are hoping you don't take action. Take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Stand with Chunk Yogurt from the Young Turks and get your limited edition I Hate Alex Jones shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I'm not going to lie, folks. (laughs) Oh, yes! Even Adam Kinzinger's on board. Adam Kinzinger. That's funny. Who made that meme? Is Is that our own crew that did that one? Of course. The very talented crew here. 
that I need desperately, folks. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and take advantage of the limited edition T-shirts being on sale because if it wasn't for the great crew, you probably wouldn't even want to tune in. Making those great memes, which we're going to show you later, this uh, Adam Kinzinger meme that's going viral. It's just hilarious. But I'm not going to lie. When I made my purchase uh, to just make sure I locked in my T-shirt that I wanted from InfoWarsStore.com, some I'm just going to keep for, you know, just like a keepsake, nostalgia, maybe gifts, some others I'll wear. I did, I did indeed purchase two I Hate Alex Jones shirts. It's true. It's true. I did. I purchased I Hate Two, uh, I Hate Alex Jones shirts. I, I purchased two of them. And I'm going to hold them near and dear to my heart. But uh, they may be selling out fast, folks. Chunk Yogurt, he's a big fan of this shirt. And, uh, I mean, he's buying it off the shelves. And the problem is, you know, he, he started, he had, an, he had the large, and then there was a problem, and then he had the extra large. Most recently purchased the double XL. Um, I mean, it'd be a heavyweight bout if it was Jones versus Yogurt. I mean, that, that's, that's two heavyweights in the ring. Let's not, let's not mince words here. <laughs> I just, the, the Senk Yuger, I think is his actual name from the Young Turks, Sporting the I Hate Alex Jones shirt is truly one of the greatest forms of T-shirt marketing I've ever seen in my life. But we may need the triple XL for him soon. Uh, yes, the classic moment here with uh, Young Turks and InfoWars. You know, I'd like to live in an America where InfoWars and the Young Turks have spirited debates and discussions. And we don't even have to like each other. But, you know, isn't that what we really need? And wouldn't that be a good moment of communion that even people that don't necessarily get along or see eye to eye can at least come together and do something together as Americans? But no, they're not interested in that. That's why they're panicked about Musk buying Twitter. The good news is we've decided to extend the clearance sale through the weekend, through the weekend. And so all the T-shirts and apparel, the hats that are available at cost, those sales are continued through the weekend. There's also some supplements that we've got deeply discounted, like Fizzy Magnesium and VasoBeat Complete and BioTrue Selenium and the Vitamin D3 gummies. And we just got a limited run back in of BrainForce Ultra. That's powering the transition, or excuse me, the transmission today. The transmission today powered by BrainForce Ultra. I transitioned from Brain Force Plus to Brain Force Ultra. But Brain Force, Brain Force Plus was already one of the top-selling, top-rated supplements on the site. We brought in an even better formula, liquid tincture, that tastes great and is even more powerful. It's Brain Force Ultra. It's back at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's your support there that keeps us on the air. All right. We got a lot of stuff coming up with Laura Loomer in the next segment. A lot of groomer news. And yes, there is a lot of groomer news, ladies and gentlemen. But let me just clear up some of these other stacks I didn't earlier. Moderna launches clinical trials of flu vaccines using mRNA technology deployed in COVID jabs. Oh, oh, first it was there is no mRNA technology. This is not in the vaccines. This is nothing to do with COVID. That's all a conspiracy theory. Then they brag about how it's mRNA technology. And now they're saying they're going to use mRNA technology in the flu vaccines. Okay. Now, the great part about this is 
and this was yesterday, actually. Rob Dew shared this with me. You go to the comments, and it's all anti-vaccine comments. All anti-vaccine comments, all calling out the population control eugenics program. I mean, just all of them, folks. And that's how it goes pretty much anywhere you go these days, whether it's YouTube or Twitter. Like, you you, you look at the uh, local mayor here, Steve Adler, Twitter's account, and, and, and he puts up all kinds of craziness, like, everybody wear a mask. And it's just every reply is, you suck, we're tired of you, you're the worst ever, you've destroyed Austin. I mean, every single one. Before they censored the Biden videos on YouTube from having comments, so that's how they censored it. They didn't censor the videos. They promote the videos. They censored the comments. They censored the like-dislike button because every video that Biden would put out, either his campaign or the White House, it would get a 1,000 to 1 dislikes to likes, and all the comments would be negative about Joe Biden. And, And there he is today, by the way. He spoke today. We got a couple highlights from it now. And we can just go to them now. Biden speaks today. First, let's listen to this lie he tells. This has already been a debunked lie, folks. Understand this. This lie that he's told has already been debunked. He ran with this lie on the campaign trail. And it was actually during the primaries he ran with this lie. And it was leftists, Democrats, liberal publications, and conservative publications calling him out. He said, oh, I've been a professor before. Never true. Never taught a single class. Never even stepped foot on campus. And he goes around saying, I was a full-time professor for four years. What? You've been in government your entire life. When, when, when were you a professor? It's like the story he talks about some metro train worker shaking his hand, telling him he wrote a million miles. Never happened. Never happened. He just makes these things up and, and forgets that he's already been caught in the lies because of his dementia. So here's him repeating the lie that's been debunked for over two years. Here's Biden today repeating the lie that he used to be a full-time professor. I've been on a lot of university campuses. Matter of fact, for four years, I was a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. Matter of fact, he says. (laughs) Matter of fact. Guys, you can plug it in right now. I don't even know what you would search. Uh, Biden, never a professor, or Biden never was full-time professor. And you'll find stories from February and March of 2020 where it was getting debunked by left and right-wing publications. I mean, let's not forget, during the primaries, the Democrat debates, Joe Biden was accused of being a racist. Joe Biden was accused of having dementia and forgetting where he was at. This all happened during the primaries. But now all of a sudden the Democrats say, oh, no, 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 no. He's got a clean bill of health. Oh, no, 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 no. He's helping the black people, even though even BLM is sick of him now. He can't help but lie. And he doesn't even know he's already been caught. He doesn't even know he's already been debunked more than two years ago, talking about being a full-time professor he never was. Is that the worst part of his speaking event today? Or was it this in clip 21 when he concludes speaking and he turns around to shake the hand of somebody that's not even there? Look at this. America. God bless you all. 
and then turns around and confused. And now just as confused and doesn't know what's going on. Because normally there's a handler right by the stage to help direct him and, and you know, ease his confusion. And he's up there all alone. He doesn't have his handler. And uh, now he's going in and doing the thing where he leans in to talk to young girls. It's just a disaster. He turns around to shake the hand of somebody that's not even there. And then, in his confusion, just waddles around. Here's a Biden tweet from two years ago, April 2020. Donald Trump continues to do the exact thing we teach our kids not to do. Blame others. Oh, that's odd. It's always somebody else's fault, never his. It's unbelievable. We deserve better from our commander-in-chief. Now tell me who's responsible for inflation. That's a good tweet. Now let's see you tell me who's responsible for the economy and the food shortages and the baby food rationing. Hmm. Hmm. Biden has only done one media interview so far in 2022. Oh, look, here's the story right here. I have it. February 28th, 2020. Biden says he became a professor after leaving White House. He never taught a class. (laughs) What a joke. What a joke. The clown world president Joe Biden. The Twilight Zone dementia president clown world government known as the Democrat Party, who's really upset they were only able to kill... 2,000 babies after the Texas abortion bill went into place. This bothers them. Ladies and gentlemen, I need your help. I need your help keeping InfoWars on the air and strong. I need your help making sure that our mission continues on. I was born for this. You were born for this. And people are really waking up right now. But we had to build our own infrastructure because of the censorship and deplatforming that cost tens of millions of dollars. And now, with Bandot Video getting close to 10 million views a day, we're a platform for thousands of independent journalists and groups to be able to post their content free of charge. And because it's become so successful, it's a catch-22. InfoWars and Band.Video have become a mothership promoting the pro-human liberty movement worldwide. But the expenses in bandwidth alone are millions of dollars a quarter, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So the biggest sale in InfoWars history is going right now. The mega emergency blowout sale up to 75% off, getting incredible products and keep InfoWars as strong as ever. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. So parents are starting to realize what liberals are up to in the schools and what they're doing to their children. And so they're taking to school board meetings and public hearings and city council meetings. And so we've got another example of it right here. The parent finds out the left is teaching their kids porn and sex acts in school. He goes to the city council and it went a little bit something like this. And I'm not here to talk about transgender, queer, non-binary, heterosexual, transsexual, pansexual, whatever it is. I I don't care about any of that. What I came here tonight was just simply to read a little bit. So we're going to get up on Uncle BJ's lap here, and uh, I'm going to read you a little bit from what is accessible to my two boys in the high school. 
Um, I got a new strap on harness today. Can't wait to put on so you will fit and favor diddle perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I want you inside me. So that's that. Then we have another one here. It really never occurred to me you put something in your vagina, not even a finger. It really didn't. You never tasted yourself? No, ooh. Wait, you have? Haha, of course, you should try. And so, vagina slime. Now, this right here, I don't care if it's heterosexual, lesbian, I don't care what it is. It's filth. It won awards. Jenna Jameson won awards at the AVAs. And then we'll have people say, oh my gosh, my kids have seen this when they're 14. It's on their phones. I don't care. I'm being kind. I'm being respectful. These are my two boys I'm trying to protect and the kids behind them. So, do we sell weed and beer in the cafeteria? I know lots of kids got rocked down on Marco Island. I know of them. But we don't sell it in the schools. I feel your job as educators and administrators is to protect our children from pornography. So I don't feel bad showing this right now because it's in our schools and you're allowing it. So you shouldn't feel uncomfortable. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable for me what I was reading because I'm just reading what's in these books. And again, I don't care what sexual preference or what identity you have. Filth is filth in this particular setting. And you'll never change my mind on that. And thank you very much. And so you'll notice it's all the same books that they've implemented at all these public schools around the country. It's all the same books. So that's not a coincidence. That's not a one-off thing. This is clearly an agenda. Somebody decided somewhere these are the books we're going to force onto kids. And I feel the same way. I put that filth on this show where they talk about blowjobs. I mean, you heard the guy. You may have seen the images if you're watching. I don't want to put that on the air. I don't want to air that. I don't think that's age appropriate. I don't even want to see that. But they're showing it in the schools. And we've had it in the past where we'll air something that they're showing in schools or reading to children and we'll air it and we'll get complaints from local networks or they'll get complaints from the FCC saying you can't show that, and it's like, wait a second, I can't show that. They're showing this to preteens. They're showing this to elementary school kids. They're teaching this. And that's in school. I mean, imagine how hard it is as a parent now with the internet and phones and tablets and everything else and, and everything on TV to try to keep your kids' level of innocence you know, somewhat respectable. And like Kanye West was freaking out, saying, hey, I don't like what goes on when my kids are with Kim because she gives them the cell phone and who knows where they get go. And then Kim Kardashian, here's the headline, Kim Kardashian calls Kanye West crying about Saint seeing ad about her sex tape. Sex tape. Oh no, my daughter's going to find out what I did to get famous. And, and it's like, yeah, that's what Kanye was complaining about is when the kids are with you, they have access to the internet, they see everything, and now you realize how bad that is, and then you call them complaining. Folks, that's on the internet. They're getting that in schools.
Loomer joins us here live on the InfoWars War Room, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Laura, nice enough to join us here today. She's got a speaking event later this evening, but she's going to be with us uh, right up to the edge of that. So we'll talk to her, obviously uh, interested in her take on the Elon Musk situation with Twitter. She's one of the most banned women on the earth, uh, including being banned from Twitter multiple times. So I do want to get her take on that. But she is all over this groomer story that's going on. And, of course, she's in Florida, so she knows... Um, being there in the state, what the left is doing in their panic to the anti-groomer bill that DeSantis has passed. But it's worse than that. And this story is at Loomer.com. Miami-Dade public school teacher, or multiple teachers, say they don't need consent from parents to cure a child's STD. Uh, Now, you can imagine how many different ways that could go bad. And, and all the different horrible situations or scenarios that, that, that could be in, uh, involved in, in, in this story. So, so Laura jo- joins us now to talk about that and just all the other grooming that's going on. Uh, Laura, it's really amazing, not shocking really, because I think we always knew that this was uh, part of the makeup of the modern-day liberal left. We always knew that this was in their makeup. But now they're just coming out full-forced. Uh, there's two things right now that angers the the street liberal more than anything else, telling them they can't kill their kid or telling them they can't sexually groom your kid. Uh, nothing seems to anger them more than that, except maybe the fact that they can't censor us anymore on Twitter. Uh, but what do you see happening as far as the left response to the anti-grooming bill in Florida and then the story that you're breaking? Well, thanks for having me on, Owen. And yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, I mean, the bill, it's called the Parental Rights and Education Bill. This is a bill that was recently signed into law by uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, and it states exactly what it's trying to do, parental rights. The Democrat Party in this country, okay, and all of these leftist organizations and multinational globalist corporations like Disney, located here in Florida, okay, they seem to think that they supersede the rights of a parental figure, parental rights. That's what we're talking about here. And so now you see the left is talking about how this is the don't say gay bill. You can read the parental rights and education bill and you will see that the word gay is not mentioned once. Okay, this is a bill that is simply trying to prohibit kindergartners through third graders from being taught about sexual identity, masturbation and all of that other type of stuff. in the video that you just showed with that father reading from the pornographic books that are in the library. That's the kind of stuff that some of these people are teaching to kindergartners and second graders, first graders, third graders. And you have to ask yourself, you know, why would a teacher want to be talking to a kindergartner about blowjobs and all of these, you know, sexual things that, you know, only parents should really be speaking to their children about if they want to talk to them about it at an age appropriate time. And so uh, we just released an investigative report. It's part of an exclusive series that we're going to be releasing at loomered.com. That's my website. And uh, you can see in the report, Miami-Dade public school teachers tell a teacher... Miami-Dade public schools as a system, right? So the county public school system is telling the teachers that they do not need consent uh, from parents to cure a child's STD. And so uh, we were able to gain exclusive access to the Miami-Dade County uh, database. Uh, these documents are not uh, you know, for public consumption. We were um, approached by a whistleblower who gave us this, these documents. And you can see, if you pull that graphic back up, on your screen and we can read it. I'm just going to read from it right now so people can uh, see what this is. It says it's a handbook, right? So sexually transmitted diseases. And we're talking about elementary school students um, 
and you know school officials who are dealing with people K through 12. Transmission of STDs occur almost totally via sexual contact. You know, what I find to be really interesting about this, Owen, is that, you know, most people who have STDs do not realize that they have STDs. You know, there's a lot of people walking around with HIV, for example, who don't even know they have HIV, right? That's why HIV spreads so fast. And a lot of people do not have physical symptoms or any type of physical distress when they have an STD. Uh, you almost have to entirely get detection unless you have herpes and have some type of brain breakout, you're not going to necessarily know that you have an STD. And so what I want to know is how would a teacher be able to suspect? I find the language here to be very distressing. You, go, you would continue reading. It is extremely important, it says, that the student is seen either by a family physician or through the Miami-Dade County Health Department, sexually transmitted disease control and prevention. If a Miami-Dade public school staff member receives information from a student or suspects this is the grooming. Okay, this is the grooming. And this is where everybody's antennas need to go up and they need to be very, very alert. Suspects a student might have an STD. How is a teacher going to suspect that a child has an STD if most STDs do not have uh, physical uh, symptoms? Are, uh, is a teacher looking at a child's genitalia? You well, know, let's I mean, be clear here because that to me is implied. I mean, when you're talking about diagnosing or talking about treatment or even talking about STDs from a teacher to a student, I mean, there's already some sort of assumption that, I mean, you're, you're getting access to either private sexual information or you're literally going in under the, the child's underpants uh, to, to do whatever you're trying to do there. I mean, talk, this is beyond grooming, really. This is just asking for plain access to go under to go into children's underpants. But I mean, all right. I, you're probably like me in that. We just see these stories or we see these situations and it's just like a chessboard. Uh, okay, or let's say there's a teacher, and we've heard about more of this lately, that's having sexual relations with a student that has an STD, gives that STT to the student, doesn't want the parents to know about it, doesn't want the schools to know about it, and now they have a way to keep all of that private right here. And we talk about that in, in the article. Uh, Angela, who uh, you know works for my company, you can uh, follow her online as well. Uh, you know, we we went into those scenarios. We put out uh, hypothetical scenarios. I mean, exactly what you just said, Owen. This is a law, or this is this is actually a, a policy. Okay, that is in direct violation of the new Florida law. And what it does is it provides protections for pedophiles, pedophile enablers, and groomers. And you know, I can't help but think of Joe Biden's new affirmative action. Uh, you know, token Supreme Court Justice uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, who herself is a byproduct of the Miami-Dade public school system. OK, and so if the highest court in the land in the United States of America is now protecting pedophiles and giving lenient sentences to pedophiles because we're just going to start, you know, um, accepting pedophilia because a black woman says so and to say otherwise is racist according to joe biden what makes you think that your school board isn't going to be protecting pedophiles if the supreme court is going to be protecting pedophiles and so every parent should be very concerned okay uh this has direct uh you know you you can you can see direct parallels okay and and similarities between what happened in this uh you know miami-dade county uh uh, handbook for educators and what happened in uh, Loudoun County in Virginia, where you have a teenage girl who was raped by a transgender student. And then the, the, the school covered it up. Okay. Because they didn't want to offend the transgender students and they wanted to uh, support what they call diversity uh, and inclusion policies. Okay. Diversity and, and inclusion is now allowing for your teenage minor daughter to be raped by a tranny. 
And now I guess diversity inclusion means allowing for, you know, some pedophile teacher to put their hands on your child or open up their underpants to see if they have an STD or perhaps even giving your child an STD and getting away with it because, you know, you don't have a right to know as a parent, according to these people. Well, and everything that they're doing in these classrooms right now is a textbook example of predatory behavior. You can go read psychological textbooks or you can go read that are like, you know, warning pamphlets. Like, do you know someone that's being abused? Do you know a child that's, you know, being abused by a predator? Here's the signs. Here's the tells. Here's the activities. And it's it's like word for word, everything what the left is trying to do to these kids in schools today. And I mean, of course, Twitter just suspended libs of TikTok. They've just been reinstated. I'm, I'm told libs of TikTok, the, the woman that runs that account, is going to be going on Tucker Carlson tonight. All libs of, it's like you can go onto that account on Twitter and it's just dozens every day of teachers sexualizing children. Of course, Ron DeSantis has the common sense and wherewithal to say, hey, parents, we're going to make sure we don't do this in Florida. Who wouldn't do that as a leader unless they like seeing this? Yeah. Well, look, we have more stories that are going to be released. You know, uh, it's going to come out as a drip effect over the next uh, uh, couple days. And so uh, stay tuned at loomerd.com because it doesn't end here. Okay, these teachers are lying, and these educators and public school officials are saying that they're not teaching CRT and that they're not sexualizing students. Well, we have the documents from their own manuals to prove that they are, and we're going to be releasing it at Loomer.com this week. So, And, of course, uh, you have to go to Loomer.com because Laura Loomer is one of the most banned women on the earth. And we'll be right back with her take on Elon Musk's Twitter takeover. Over the years, InfoWars has produced more than 200 amazing Patriot Americana Second Amendment pro-liberty themed t-shirts, ball caps, flags, you name it. All of the apparel and the flags are being sold at cost right now. That's just regular plain Jane shirts. Uh, that is all sorts of designer uh, shirts that cost us $15, $20, $25 to produce. We used to sell for $40. We're selling them for $15, selling them for $20. Whatever the shirt costs us. If a shirt costs $5, we're selling it for $5 for us to actually produce. If it costs $10, we're selling it for $10. And we've got hoodies, and we've got long sleeves, and we've got short sleeves. We've got them all, and we've got to liquidate them all. And they're limited edition because... We're never going to make any of these designs again. We are going to come out with some new designs that will be limited, limited edition in the future. We've got to sell this to keep InfoWars on the air. Plus, it spreads the word. InfoWarsStore.com. Your historic apparel now. InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWarsStore.com is offering the biggest sales in its over 20-year history. And that is because the economy is breaking down. Inflation is exploding. The supply chains have broken down, and InfoWars is having serious trouble making its payroll and paying for operations, and I do not want to implode or downsize in the face of the globalists making their main move. InfoWars, it's paradoxical, is more popular than ever. It is reaching more people than ever, despite the censorship. But because of cost increasing and having to run our own infrastructure and pay for our own bandwidth and everything else, we are running out of money. So listen up to 75% off at InfoWarsStore.com on things like amazing Patriot t-shirts to help spread the word and fund the operation, on supplements, on books, on films. Everything is 25 to 75% off right now. The biggest sale in our history at InfoWarsStore.com. Thank you for your support. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
Laura Loomer is with us. Loomer.com is where you have to find her reporting now because she's been banned everywhere. If Elon Musk does acquire Twitter, she should be one of the first brought back. Of course, she was the one that famously handcuffed herself to the Twitter headquarters. She understood the free speech issue. She was ahead of her time. And, and, and folks are calling it the poison pill. Twitter board considers taking the poison pill. Folks, basically what that means is Twitter would rather watch its stocks plummet and collapse America than let Elon Musk take over Twitter. I mean, that, that, that's how desperate these people are. So, Laura, you're one of the first people to be censored. You were one of the test cases with us here. Uh, you're one of the most banned women on the planet. You've started your own website. You've you've been in legal cases involving this stuff. They censored you from even having campaign accounts on Twitter. So what is your take on the current situation with Musk and Twitter? Well, I guess it's a developing story. I just saw, uh, you know, flash across my phone a couple of minutes ago that the Vanguard group just became the largest shareholder. Yes. So. So, you know, it looks like uh, today a lot of people in Silicon Valley were, you know, calling all their uh, calling all their lawyers and getting their antitrust lawyers on the phone and, you know, trying to see if their buddies could, you know, purchase Twitter for them and, you know, basically become the largest shareholders so that Elon Musk wouldn't able to have as much power. I mean, it just shows you the contempt and disdain that the wealthiest individuals on this planet, OK, the wealthiest individuals in this country have for the United States Constitution and the First Amendment, which is what separates this country from every other country in the world. OK, they don't care about free speech. They don't care if people are poor and people are disenfranchised and people have no ability to communicate. They don't care if you have a free market economy. They don't care if you have free and fair elections or free speech ever again. As long as they're on top, they don't give a damn about any of you. And I think that that's the silver lining in, in what uh, Elon Musk has done, whether or not uh, he's successful in his hostile takeover of Twitter and, and the Silicon Valley tech terrorists. OK, he's, he's exposing how, how much these people hate uh free speech. And they are answering his question that he posed uh, when he became the largest shareholder. And that was, uh, you know, do you do you envision um, Twitter as a free speech platform? And so clearly um, it is not a platform. It is a publisher. Uh, when I'm in Congress, you know, I'm running for Congress again, but in a more Republican district, I've switched districts. I'm running in Florida's 11th district. And, um, you know, it's really interesting because last night a another map was proposed. And as you know, uh, they're having a special session this coming week in Florida. And it looks like uh, the legislature is going to be uh, voting on uh, Governor DeSantis's map. And uh, the good news is, is that my district becomes even more Republican. So when I switched districts, it was R15, and now it's going to look like an R20. And uh, guess what I am probably going to be representing um, if this map is finalized uh, the way it is currently positioned, Owen? Well, I already know the answer to that. There's a little mouse maybe in your district there. Yeah, so we're going to loomer the groomers. We are going to loomer the groomers, Owen. And so the Disney properties and the Epcot Disney area and in, uh, in, in Epcot, uh, that is looking like it's going to be in uh, Congresswoman Laura Loomer's district because it's inevitable. I'm going to be a congresswoman uh, come 2023. I'm outperforming the rhino incumbent who I'm uh, running against. Uh, people can support my campaign efforts at lauralumerforcongress.com. And look, I am running to the right of... Uh, 
Congressman Dan Webster, who did not support President Trump during the second impeachment. Uh, he skipped the vote on the January 6th commission, and now we have political prisoners in our country. And uh, he also doesn't believe that our elections were, were stolen. And I don't really see Dan Webster doing anything to fight back against the sexual exploitation and the grooming of our children. And so we need a fighter. And I, I think that it's time that, you know, Disney, Disney encounters, uh, you know, a representative who is actually going to hold them accountable for the way that they are trying to sexualize and groom children. And so uh, I am, I'm, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what the legislature decides uh, in this special session. By the way, they did a study after the 2018 midterms. I don't know when the data came out of the big tech companies or big American companies donations to political candidates. Twitter was the number two, as far as percentages are concerned, Twitter was number two, as far as donations to the Democrat Party, 98% of Twitter employees donated to the Democrat Party or political contributions. 98% from Twitter employees went to the Democrat Party. The only company that had a higher percentage, which was 99%, was Netflix. So we know where they stand, but really it's just anti-free speech, and that's what it comes down to. And so we're probably going to watch, my guess is, this week, maybe it'll get into the next week, Twitter will take the poison pill, uh, all these big groups will buy up as much majority stake in Twitter as they possibly can. Elon Musk will be attacked nonstop. Twitter stocks will tank. Musk won't be able to buy it. They'll prove that they're really just the totalitarian censors that we knew they were the whole time. And things will just go back to normal, probably. And Musk may even make out a couple billion dollars richer than he was before. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have high hopes for, uh, you know, this deal. I mean, like I said, I hope that uh, Elon is uh, successful in his hostile takeover of Twitter uh, because nobody wants to see Twitter crash and burn as much as I do, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, it is interesting today, too, because I just want to remind people that the reason I was platformed and the reason I was banned everywhere uh, is because I exposed Ilhan Omar and the fact that she married her brother and the fact that she also is tied to Islamic terrorist organizations. And when I handcuffed myself to Twitter, I talked about how you as a conservative American are going to be censored or banned, but they allow for Islamic terrorists and, uh, you know, uh, supporters of Islamic terror uh, to have accounts and, and account access. And today, uh, upon the news uh, being released that uh, Elon Musk was trying to uh, purchase Twitter for $43 billion. Um, and of course, uh, this offer was made. Uh, Saudi uh, Prince Al-Walid bin Talal, who, of course, is one of the largest shareholders of, of Twitter, a Muslim. Well, okay. he's, he's actually only like 50. He sold most of his shares. He's like number 50 overall. The largest, though. He is one of the largest. And I remember mentioning this when I was handcuffed outside of Twitter. I was talking about how uh, the Twitter share process works and how Awalid bin Talal is one of the largest shareholders. And if you want to learn more about the Islamist influence and the communist influence at Twitter and who's really pulling the strings in big tech, I have an entire chapter called Silicon Sharia in my new book, Loomered, How I Became the Most Banned Woman in the World. I don't know if you want to flash the cover on, on the screen there and people can see it, but you can get it at barnesandnoble.com. That's Loomered, How I Became the Most Banned Woman in the World. In case you're wondering, you know, how all of this happened, okay? Uh, because, um, you know, it's an entire book, not just about how I got banned, but, um, you know, how we got to this point. You're mentioned in the book. Alex Jones is mentioned in the book. And it really is a great education manual for people who want to understand what comes next, because you see how powerful these companies are. And now they're seeing that people are financially invested into creating their own websites and platforms. And so Which what's is going tough to, to do. You, you've done that. You know how tough it is. We've done that. We know how tough it is. And, he, and here's yeah. the problem, too, which is why it's important for people to understand you were 
you were ahead of your time warning about this. And I'm not trying to throw shade or anything at the Daily Caller, Daily Wire, any of these groups that are getting censored now, acting like, oh, look, we're being censored now. It's the first form of censorship. We're the example. We're the test case. Uh, No, you're like four years late. Yeah, well, I'm going to throw shade because they deserve it. I mean, these people should be shamed. And you shouldn't be afraid to say that they should be shamed. Okay, because they're cowards and they're frauds and they allowed for this to happen. And they were calling people like myself and you and Alex Jones, crazy conspiracy kooks, when we were actually at the hearing with Jack Dorsey in 2018. And when we were dragged and almost arrested by Capitol Police and escorted out in handcuffs for confronting these technocratic terrorists. So, yeah, those people in Con Inc., they can go to hell. They can go to hell with the communists who implemented this communist takeover because Laura Loomer, ladies and gentlemen. Laura, it's always great to be joined by you. Loomerd.com. She was ahead of the time. She warned. And uh, I wish people would listen to her then. But maybe she'll be back with a miracle on Twitter. It was about 25 years ago that I wanted to expand InfoWars. I've been on the air a couple of years, but I only had money to finance my own simple little local radio show. And I wanted to hire camera people. I wanted to make films. I wanted to really challenge the globalist. And it was a t-shirt. I designed the first one, Mass Murderers Agree, Gun Control Works, that helped us finance hiring the first few members of my crew. That's our oldest design, and we still sell it. We have that design over a 100 others that will now all be limited editions because whatever stock we've got in, that's it. We're selling everything out to fund the operation, to get rid of inventory. We'll still have some t-shirts in the future. They'll just be limited editions and short runs. So if you want to get any of these historic shirts, this is your last chance. I almost forgot. We're selling them all at cost at InfoWarsStore.com. Every ball cap. Every flag, every hoodie, every long sleeve, every T-shirt, regular shirts, designer shirts, they're all selling at cost. InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. This broadcast contains subject matter that may offend liberal snowflakes. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. And we got Laura Loomer for another segment. She uh, wanted to finish up her statement before we got cut off by the break. But, you know, this was a, a Washington Post story covering the Elon Musk Twitter takeover. This is an exact quote from the Washington Post. Musk's appointment to Twitter board shows that we need regulation of social media platforms to prevent rich people from controlling our channels of communication. (laughs) But then it's billionaires that own all of these things. Like, for example, you go to the Washington Post, you click on their ownership structure page. The Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. So whether it's Zuckerberg or Bezos or... Uh, the New York Times and all their billionaire owners. But then, oh, when it's Musk who supports free speech, then billionaires are the problem. Uh, It's really just incredible. And, folks, that's why, look, we don't have any billionaire backers here. Laura Loomer doesn't have any billionaire backers. We're we're on our own out here with you, and we're not complaining. I'd rather have it that way. I don't need a billion dollars. I'm not looking to get rich. I like just speaking my mind, speaking the truth, and having a big audience to do it with that I like and get along with. So that's what we do here at InfoWars. That's why we need your support at InfoWarsStore.com. Not to mention all the attack we're constantly under. The censorship, the lawsuits, the lies, the slander, uh, the defamation, which we never get to go to court for. I mean, I'm the one that gets defamed in all this stuff, and then I end up in court for stuff I've never even done. 
So it's just absolutely insane. Infowarsstore.com, folks, we've extended the clearance sale. We've extended the clearance sale. All apparel being sold at cost. All apparel. All apparel being sold at cost at Infowarsstore.com. And it's all limited edition now. All the T-shirts, when they're sold out, they're gone for good. The hats, all of it. I've loaded up on T-shirts and hats just to make sure I don't miss out. And I'm keeping some of them holding over for gifts and just some holding over as kind of a keepsake, a little memory, a token, if you will, of the Infowar, if they ever do succeed in destroying us. Infowarsstore.com, that's how we're able to stay on air and have the great guests like Laura Loomer. But Laura, you were saying in the break, you wanted to finish this thought, how, I mean, the debate is is a fair one to be had, because I don't want to cheer on censorship ever, but I understand the intellectual nuances of saying, hey, if more people start to get censored, they'll start to finally join the fight for free speech. Laura, your take. Yeah, I I agree with you in that I'm not uh, encouraging censorship, but at the same time, you know, it's always it's always good for people to get a dose of their own medicine. And I remember when you and I were banned and when Alex Jones was banned. And mind you, you know, this isn't a new phenomenon. I understand that people and the masses are finally catching up to the concepts known as cancel culture and big tech tyranny. But some of us have been living this lifestyle for a very long time. I've been completely deplatformed since 2017. I've had my bank account shut down. I've had my gun rights taken away from me. I'm not even allowed to own or possess a firearm. And so, you know, I just can't wait for the Ben Shapiro's and the Charlie Kirk's and, you know, the Glenn Beck's to finally catch up and realize, oh, okay, well, you know, I guess uh, it's going to be really bad when they start taking away people's guns. I mean, is that going to be another four years from now? Because that seems to be a trend, right? These people always tend to be four or five years late to the trend, and then they don't want to talk about it. And so I just find it to be very intellectually dishonest. Um, I'm a candidate for Congress. And as you know, last election season was the first deplatformed candidate in United States history. I won my election. I beat the Democrat by 22.6% at the polls on election day, beat her by 3.04% in early voting, received more votes, mind you, than any Republican has ever received in, in, in the history of Palm Beach County politics. And then they stole my election with 80,000 mail-in ballots after all those numbers were reported. Well, then I look back at the money and I see that Mark Zuckerberg gave the Palm Beach County Supervisor of Elections $6.8 million. Okay, so Zuckerbucks were clearly used to disrupt the election of myself and President Donald Trump and others who were on the ballot in Palm Beach County precisely for the reason that I was the most anti-big tech candidate running. You know, I ran on a strictly anti-big tech, breakup big tech platform in 2019, and I was mocked, if you recall. Remember, you you had me on. People mocked me for my campaign for Congress. They said that you can't run on big tech. But now, right, everybody's talking about big tech. Everybody's writing books about big tech. Ben Shapiro's making millions of dollars off big tech, right? All these people want to pretend like they're experts in censorship. Dave Rubin, (laughs) you know, he's got a book out about censorship as well. Never been censored in his life, okay? So... The people who are the real experts like myself and Alex Jones and you and I see you have Milo on air right there and Gavin McGinnis and Tommy Robinson and others like Paul Joseph Watson who have been completely deplatformed. Those are the people who are actually qualified to be talking about this issue. And so I just hope that we can actually restore um, intellectual honesty, you know, intellectual honesty and merit in this country when it comes. Yeah, And, you know, that's the problem, too. And this is why we need you in Congress, because what will happen is. Let's say we get some new some new Congress members in there in the midterms and they start to do big tech hearings again. 
yeah, they'll call up like a Ben Shapiro or a Dave Rubin who had like one tweet censored or had like three day suspension on Twitter to get up in front of Congress under oath and talk about censorship. No, those are not the people that should be talking about. Those are not the people you should be calling up. It should be like you said, it should be the Laura Loomers, the Alex Jones, the Gavin McGinnis's, myself. I mean, those are the people that's being called up. But see, we're not in tight with the political establishment. We don't like to play games with the political establishment. If anything, we despise them. It's why they despise us. Yeah. So they don't want us there. They want to call in their little in crowd people to get their FaceTime and promote their business. Well, and now it's funny, too. They're all talking about big tech election interference. Yet I was not allowed to go on any network. I think Infowars was the only station that actually allowed me on to talk about my campaign last election season. So now everybody wants to talk about candidates potentially being censored. But I'm the as if it's like a potential they saw that Donald Trump could be banned. Mind you, I'm the first person in this country who predicted President Trump would be banned when I testified and I confronted Jack Dorsey in front of everybody and was then, you know, basically shouted down by a Republican. And they all said it was a conspiracy and it would never happen. So now they all want to pretend, right? Like, oh, well, we need to talk about this because what happens if Republican candidates are censored? Newsflash, it's already happening. But because it's myself, Right. They don't want to address this issue. And so um, I also think that the conversation around censorship is very surface level, Owen. Uh, I mean, honestly, people really need to just, uh, you know, it's fine to talk about Twitter and Facebook censorship. But I just really hope that people understand and our elected officials who have failed to address big tech for years understand that that's just scratching the surface. Okay. We're talking about payment processor, uh, financial blacklisting, uh, debanking, okay, uh, a federal uh, watch list, the no-fly list, as the case of Nick Fuentes, and then myself, uh, you know, on the no-gun list. That is cancel culture, okay? So if Congress just wants to sit around and talk about, you know, Twitter and Facebook now, I'll tell you, the time to talk about that was in 2018 when they had Jack Dorsey in front of them, but they decided to make a big joke out of it. Now I want to know what they're going to do about people literally being designated as domestic terrorists and having their bank accounts shut down and people having their gun rights taken away and having uh, themselves put on the no-fly list. Okay, I want to know what they're doing about ISP uh, blacklisting since under Obama and Biden in 2016, one of the last things that they did was they turned over control of ICANN to a group of hostile foreign multinational corporations and, and foreign nations. Okay. So you can't even just create your own website, ban.video, infowars.com and newswars and all these other sites that you guys have could potentially be deleted if ICANN has a meeting with each other and they unanimously decide that they're going to completely ban your domain. Okay, and, and I it's talk not about cheap to do either. Most people can't do that. You get banned off the internet. It's tough to it's tough to even have, uh, you know, the capital to make something like this or to build your own platforms. That's hard to do, and they know that. And so, just like you were saying, though, they had their opportunity. They had uh, Zuckerberg. They had they had Dorsey. They had all these people under oath, and they made a big joke of it. And and that's the problem that we have too. Is see, they'll say, "Oh, Laura Loomer's crazy," or "Alex Jones is crazy." We're in the war, man. They still think this is a game. We're literally having our rights taken from us. You're just talking about it. Yeah, this is a war, okay? Unlike unlike the Ben Shapiros and Charlie Kirks who just want to uh, continue tweeting, every time you tweet, you make Jack Dorsey richer. Every single time you post on Facebook, you make Mark Zuckerberg richer, okay? I would actually lay my life on the line for free speech, okay? I would die for the cause of free speech because that's how much I love my country and that's how much I love the First Amendment. Other people can't say the same. Well, okay? that's right. And you know what? You're You're still alive and I'm still alive. But we already have dedicated our lives to this. 
And that, yeah. and look, I don't wish, <laughs> I don't wish what you've gone through, what I've gone through on anyone. But it's like, folks, don't make fun of us because we act like we're crazy. We're literally having our lives destroyed by these people. Laura Loomer, Loomer.com. Thank you for joining us. Over the years, InfoWars has produced more than 200 amazing Patriot Americana, Second Amendment, pro-liberty-themed T-shirts, ball caps, flags, you name it. All of the apparel and the flags are being sold at cost right now. That's just regular plain Jane shirts. Uh, that is all sorts of designer uh, shirts that cost us $15, $20, $25 to produce. We used to sell for $40. We're selling them for $15, selling them for $20, whatever the shirt costs us. If a shirt costs $5, we're selling it for $5 for us to actually produce. If it costs $10, we're selling it for $10. And we've got hoodies, and we've got long sleeves, and we've got short sleeves. We've got them all, and we've got to liquidate them all, and they're limited edition because we're never going to make any of these designs again. We are going to come out with some new designs that will be limited, limited edition in the future. We've got to sell this to keep InfoWars on the air. Plus, it spreads the word. InfoWarsStore.com. Here, historic apparel now. InfoWarsStore.com. I don't like coming to you and saying this could be our last broadcast. Hell, I've been on there 27 years, and only the last year or so have I said that. But let me tell you, the new world order is breathing down our neck. The big globalist publications are coming after us, and they're doing everything they can to shut us down. So please pray to keep InfoWars on the air, and please support the local station you're listening to as well. At the same time, go to InfoWarsStore.com while you still can, and get a book, get a film, get a t-shirt, get some supplements, because it's that money that helps us stay on air in the face of this thing. I need your help more than ever now. I want to keep fighting the globalists, but I can't do it if you don't support us. So pray for us. Word of mouth, tell folks about the broadcast however you can, and buy great products that will enrich you and your family's lives every day at InfoWarsStore.com. Whether it's high-quality coffee or supplements or books or films, all of it nurtures the soul, all of it empowers humanity, all of it is pro-human and pro-God. Thank you so much. InfoWars.com forward slash show. You know, I don't want to make a thing of this because I'm really not into infighting. And honestly, I'm, I'm quite a, I'm kind of isolated from all other news networks. Not to say I don't talk to people at other places and have good relationships. It's not that. It's just really what happens is there's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on with the conservative side of the aisle. And that's not even to say it's some deep state conspiracy i mean you could you could maybe believe that but it's really what it is it's it's gatekeeping it's gatekeeping in the conservative media that they don't like they don't like they really don't like competition and so they act as gatekeepers pretending like oh alex jones doesn't exist or infowars doesn't exist or owen troyer doesn't exist or all these other up-and-coming conservatives don't exist or then they basically just try to buy them out which you see that too, but that's what it is. They don't want to report on a Laura Loomer going through what she goes through or an Alex Jones going through what he goes through because that would then give us credit, validation, attention, popularity, and make the story about us, and these other conservative outlets don't want to do that. They always want the story to be about them. They're the gatekeepers of conservative media. That's how they see it. Uh, It's not really working, but... 
let me just back off of that real quick and move on to some other news here. But again, folks, we're on air thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. And we sell the best supplements. That's why I take the InfoWars supplements every day. That's why every day before I go on air, I take BrainForce Ultra, which really does have an incredible taste. I mean, you just take a couple droppers of it, but the taste is really amazing. It's like the sweetest honey you've ever tasted. There's no honey in it, but somehow it just tastes like sweet honey in a liquid form. But this gives me the focus I need for about three to four hours so that I can host the war room efficiently and effectively. It's BrainForce Ultra. Back in stock. This is a top-selling, top-rated supplement at InfoWarsStore.com. Back in stock. 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. BrainForce Ultra. Give it a try today. Or those of you that are the regular purchasers of BrainForce Ultra, it is back in stock. So load up today. And, of course, we've extended the emergency clearance sale through the weekend So all the T-shirts and apparel and the hats that are available at cost at InfoWarsStore.com, that sale is extended through Sunday. Telling you, folks, the hats that we have, the new, like, soft trucker hats that we have, they're $8.75 right now. This new style of hat that's, that's kind of like the new style of trucker hat that people are making, $34, $40 every other website you go to, We're selling it with our awesome logos, the Save the Frogs logo and the InfoWars Snake and Flag logo, $8.75, which is what we pay to make it. We're selling it at cost. And it's now my go-to golf hat. It's now going to be my go-to golf hat, InfoWarsStore.com. All right. Let's do this. Let's look at some of these other video clips we have here. Here's Fauci telling the truth for once, if you can believe that. Anthony Fauci telling you what lockdowns... So so this is actually an amazing little 67-second clip because you're going to listen to this clip, and it's going one way, and you're thinking, oh, okay, this is interesting, it's going one way, and then there's just a tremendous plot twist at the end of it. So it's like a great movie with a great plot twist, but in a 67-second uh, clip from Anthony Fauci admitting what lockdowns are really about, here it is in clip 14. How concerning is the outbreak in China? We see the lockdown in Shanghai and the State Department now ordering families out, all non-essential workers out of Shanghai. Well, China has has a number of problems, two of which are that their complete lockdown, which was their approach, a strictest lockdown that you'd never be able to implement in the United States, Although that prevents the spread of infection, and remember early on, they were saying, and I think accurately, that they were doing better than almost anybody else. But lockdown has its consequences. You use lockdowns to get people vaccinated so that when you open up, you won't have a surge of infections because you're dealing with an immunologically naive population to the virus because they've not really been exposed because of the lockdown. The problem is that the vaccines that they've been using are not nearly as effective as the vaccines that are used in the United States, the UK, EU, and other places. And that's the mRNA clot shot. Now, again, that, that clip, there's so much in that tiny little clip. First of all, 
you, you notice what he says at the beginning. He says you'd never be able to implement Chinese-style lockdowns in the U.S. He didn't say you shouldn't ever do it. He didn't say how bad it is. He didn't mention how it's the worst oppression and tyranny on the face of the earth right now. No, he just says you'd never be able to do that, as if he would like to do that, as if he wishes he could bring the Chinese-style lockdowns to the U.S. He then even says that China's doing better than everywhere else. He goes on to say that China handled it better than we did. Folks, I'm telling you, the scenes coming out of China right now are so horrifying. And it's probably even worse than we know. I mean, we're getting a lot of footage out of Shanghai. People starving, people committing suicide, the police killing animals, killing pets, rounding people up, throwing them on the ground, threatening them. I mean, it's just all of it. And then they have the food shortages. And then people go into these logistical warehouses and they're just stocked full of food, but they can't get it. They can't move it because they don't have any uh, people, infrastructure to get the food to people. It's just like what we were doing in America when all the stuff was sitting off the coast of California. And and that's basically how they're starving people out in China. And Fauci just says, oh, we can't do that in America, but that's the best way to do it. And then he says the real truth, which was, we use lockdowns for power control, and we use lockdowns to force people to take an injection. That's what he said. That's just incredible. What an incredible evil person he is. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But the world knows it now, just like they know about Bill Gates. Bill Gates went to talk at a TED Talks, and he was greeted with this welcome party in clip eight. Arrest Bill! But the COVID control freaks, they cannot let go of it. An individual was in England just filming outside of a COVID test center, and one of the nurses decided she was going to hit him in the head with the street sign. They don't like anybody reporting on what they're doing because they know what they're doing is evil. Uh, just incredible. Uh, here that is in clip 11. So this is a coronavirus. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm actually doing a... Why are you hitting me with that? Just hit me with that. Just give me a hit me with that. Please do that, Wade. Thank you. I'm just standing outside the coronavirus testing trace or whatever the fuck they're doing. What you try to... But I think the reason they're doing this is to get the numbers up so they can do the Shanghai thing. It's locked down again. And I notice it's all the elderly that are coming up, you know, because they're living in fear, perpetual fear. So it's a lot of the elderly. Some of the young are coming up, but it's mostly the elderly that are coming up to do it. You know what I mean? Because the elderly live in fear. You know what I mean? So get the numbers up. You know what I mean? Then lockdown comes again, like Shanghai. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. She just tried to assault me there. I've got them camera. Just take your phone to the police. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then they turn around and they start filming him like he's done anything. He's standing on a sidewalk shooting a video saying, hey, look, there's a testing center here. There's a bunch of old people getting tested. They're going to get the numbers up and lock us down again. And this lady comes out and hits him in the head with a sign. And then they, and then they start filming him as if he's the criminal. <laughs> These people are nuts, man. I'm telling you, this is an alien takeover. These aren't even humans. But what did Fauci say? He said, oh, China is doing better than us, except they're not getting the vaccines 
that we are that are good. They're not getting the good vaccines, the mRNA vaccines. They're not getting the good vaccines. But their lockdowns and their authoritarianism, that's good, what they're doing. We can't do that here. We'd like to, but we can't, at least yet. That's that criminal Fauci. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. By the way, I don't know what's going on. I reported on this a couple of weeks ago. Seth Harp continues to follow the story. It's just getting out of control. The Fort Bragg body count now stands at 101 confirmed stateside deaths since the start of 2020. Active duty soldiers continued to die at a rate of one per week in January 2022. And there were two more deaths from undetermined causes. February and March casualty reports not yet available. And Seth Harp just continues to get these documents and share them, all the hundreds of deaths, uh, missing people and everything. I mean, it's something weird, man. I don't know if it's vaccines or something else, but something weird is going on at Fort Bragg. And uh, nobody's talking about it except Seth Harp. And uh, we're trying to cover his reporting right here on The War Room. We'll be right back. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. 